0: Hello and welcome to the third installment of the ISMI podcast, hosted and conceived by the members of the podcast club here at, you guessed it, ISMI. This podcast will focus on interviewing staff at our school, as well as providing fun history facts and commentary. Today, we're interviewing Mr. Davis and Mr. B, two inspirational and beloved teachers here at Insight School of Michigan. We hope you enjoy and thanks for tuning in. Now let's get into the show. Okay, to start, how do you pronounce your name, Mr. B?
1: Well, I mean, I I really think that since it's the two of us here today, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to hear Mr. Davis
2: pronounce it correctly. Uh, I believe it is Hamburger.
1: That's really close. I I was actually, I was actually going to say it was Paul. But but, uh, it is Brun (laughs) Graber.
0: Okay. So who is the funniest between the two of you?
2: Oh, him. Easily. Easily. Like, Mr. B is absolutely hilarious. Mr. B can make everybody laugh. I can only make people laugh who have, like, kind of a darker sense of humor. Uh, But Mr. B is definitely the funnier between the two of us. Like, a thousand percent. See, I, I
1: this is my thing. It's like, I, for me, when Mr. Davis is not there in class, it's not nearly as funny, though. So I think it's one of those that it's like we feed off of each other, though. So, like, when one of us is just there, it's probably not even close to the same when both of us are there.
0: I get that. Now, a very important question. Milk or cereal first?
2: Like, in the bowl? Ah.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, what kind of a savage puts in the milk first? I mean, it's got to be cereal. Like, yeah, I I completely agree. It's got to be cereal first. I, I want to make sure it's it's a cereal, right?
1: It is. It's cereal yeah. first for sure. And and I was always the type, which may be extremely weird, that when I was a kid, because I don't need a whole lot of cereal anymore. But when I was a kid, I used to like put the cereal in, cover it with milk, and then I'd let it sit there for ten minutes so it would get nice and soggy before I ate it. Oh, Ugh.
0: that's really interesting.
1: <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it, Sophie. I appreciate I appreciate the uh, the niceness of your your comment back.
0: Now, can you tell me why you guys became teachers?
2: Oh, well, uh, I guess for me, I. Became a teacher because I I always coached. Um, And so I coached uh, wrestling and I coached lacrosse, even though I never played. And then I was an aide in a classroom for a student with special needs. And uh, I thought I was going to go to school to be. a. But I fell in love with the kids. And so that's why I decided to to teach Uh, because kids are cool. I think it's what it came down to for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, along the same lines, actually, I mean, I was huge into sports. Um, so coaching came naturally. I was coaching while I was in college, coaching football, coaching track. Um, but, I mean, it's been in my blood from since I was little. My Both my parents were teachers. My brother's a teacher, aunts, cousins. Like, teaching has just been something like this. Like, that's always been. And I always saw, like, having my parents home for everything, parents home for summer vacation, things like that. It was always nice. So I always, i always enjoyed that aspect of it. And as I tell students all the time, like I go to work and I literally have fun every single day. So if you can find a job that you have fun at, then you got yourself a job. That's—I uh, think—that's the most important thing in a job. Like money's great, but have fun because uh, your life's gonna go quickly.
0: Those are really good points. Now, can you tell me why you guys chose to come to ISMI?
2: Wow. I mean, this is kind of a deep cut. Like, uh, So, you know what, Mr. B, you want to go first?
1: I'll go first, sure. I mean, I can go first. Mr. Davis' story is pretty crazy. Um, so, my thing is, we had, my wife and I recently, we moved back to the UP. We lived in Lansing for six years, and we had moved back to the UP, and my family owns a beef cattle farm, so I was kind of running with that, and You know, in the UP, schools are so spread out. Like, the nearest school for me is 25 miles. So in order to, you know, teach and help run the farm, um, it was a very difficult balance. Like, it's like I had to do one or the other. And with this job, it's so much more conducive to helping with the farm and teach. So I get to do both at the same time, which is an absolute amazing setup. And now that gas is off, I don't know, what's it up to, like $7 a gallon at this point? Like, what no commute, that's that's the best thing
2: of all. Yeah. It's pretty similar with me. Um, I was teaching here in Marquette, uh, and then we started having kids, And so someone had to stay home and be with the kids and someone else had to to teach. And I I remember I was in Minnesota. My wife had a a bout with cancer. We were at the Mayo Clinic and I'm literally sitting next to her. She's like in the hospital bed, like she had just gone through some surgeries. And I got a phone call from the head of school at the time. And I, you know, went in the other room and I took the phone call and they were like, you have the. And she was like, did you just get scams? Like, that's not real. There's no people there. Like, it wasn't literally until a paycheck came that had K-12 on it that she was like, oh, maybe this is a real job. But for the longest time, she was just like, you just made that up. That's not a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I have to say, it is a really fun job i really like it a lot everyone is super cool the kids we have some of the most uh never have i seen students be so genuinely kind and concerned for other students well being as i have at the school and i think that's what brings me back because everybody is is like here for the right reasons i think which i really like it makes it fun to come to work
0: I do get that. I feel the same way, even as a student. Okay. Now, do you guys watch YouTube? And if you do, what's your favorite channel?
1: So Mr. Davis is definitely Anybody of the who kings. knows me. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, you're the king of YouTube. I'm very limited in my YouTube viewing. Um, I literally watched the Pat McAfee show on there because, of course, I'm a sports fanatic. Um, but other than that, Unless I need to learn how to boil sap when we're doing maple syrup or something with the farm or build something that my wife wants to spend hundreds of dollars on. And I'll say I'll take care of that and I'll build it. And then, like, six years later, she might have. She's still waiting on a blanket ladder. So you know how that goes. But that's all my that's all my YouTube is. Mr. Davis, you can go on this one.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a huge, like, nerd Like, I go on YouTube whenever I want to learn anything. Uh, It's really cool that such a thing even exists. But uh, I not only do I go on YouTube and watch things, but I think that YouTubers and streamers in in general really inform a lot of what we do as teachers. Like, I I tell when my people who are in my life ask me what I do, I tell them that I'm a a Twitch streamer that's the job you know so i watch a lot of streamers to see who is funny like how i can kind of use their uh you know strategies in class i watch a lot of say jam and i watch a lot of uh, uh, a guy called team spooky uh, a lot of video game based content and uh and i and i kind of steal some of their stuff too so
0: Okay, important. Do you listen to our podcast?
1: Not only do I listen to the podcast, I am a subscriber. I have listened to every single one of those. So as the competitive nature in me, I want this one to be the best for obvious reasons. So
2: um, hopefully, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to need the link to that. (laughs) (laughs) But once I get the link, I will definitely like and subscribe for more content for sure.
0: <laughs> I can't believe you. Okay. Now, what are you guys' <laughs> hobbies outside of teaching?
1: Um. So, I mean, like I said, I, I mean, sports is huge in my life. Um, so with uh, a three-year-old and a one-year-old, when I have some extra time outside of family stuff – uh, outdoor sports, golfing in the summer. I, I got my wife into golfing, so we do a lot of golfing in the summer. Um, just, But in the UP, if you're not into the outdoors in the UP, you're not going to like it because, um, granted, Marquette is decent size, so there's things to do in Marquette, but you have to love. And literally, I am boiling sap today for maple syrup, and we boiled sap last week, and we boiled down like 80 gallons of maple sap into two gallons of maple syrup. So just like finding little hobbies like that is what makes it worth it up here.
2: Dang. Uh, hobbies. Like, I like to read a lot. I like to learn new information. But, I mean, really, I, I more and more uh, leaned into kind of competing videos. What I've been doing for fun now. Uh, I was in Chicago at Frosty Faustings back in January. And I'm going to be gone again to Chicago in May. So, trying to... to rep the ISMI brand. In my in my dream world, what I really want to do is I want to start like a, a high school esports team and then like compete in online tournaments. Like that would be the dream after school job. Uh, so that's kind of what I do. Well you, you know, also I can can't. try to find a way to loop that into what we're doing Mr.
1: Davis though, you can't forget. You cannot forget about his his epic skill of driving the outhouse in the Trinary outhouse races up here in the UP. I mean, we have if you've ever heard of it, you gotta go to Trinary, Michigan. It's literally like probably 10 minutes from him, 20 minutes from me. Trinary Outhouse races. Mr. Hoekstra, our principal, has been there, saw Mr. Davis in person, racing these outhouses. It's literally a thing. Mr. Davis rocks it.
3: I can expect to that because Mr. Hoekstra told me about it. I must remember
2: seeing each other. <laughs> oh. Oh, maybe he remembers that.
0: <laughs> I would love to see that. Okay, so what would you guys like the students here at ISMI to know about you?
1: Mr. Davis, I'll let you take this one first.
2: Uh. Ooh, what would I like them to know about me? An um, American. I think that is a thing I would like people to know. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, also, I think I want people to know that it's not a very long stretch from where we are as teachers to where you all are as students. And, and I think this is another really interesting thing about being on the internet is that there's kind of less space between you know people on the internet say what they think and feel uh, because there's kind of a layer of anonymity to it sometimes Um, and so I think like if you're having like trouble in school or you don't like it or there's something about it that bothers you like the teachers you have will generally be able to Like understand where you're coming from and and I think some unique ways just because it's hard to teach it's hard to teach online uh, just since in some ways like it's hard to go to school online like the first three months that I taught here like zero and because I was in my house by myself nobody knew that I didn't know what I was doing but it was it was rough so that's you know getting over the hump is helpful uh well, I think that's it.
1: Yeah. So along those same lines, like for me, um, it's, it's not about like, yes, I'm a math teacher. Yes, we're math teachers. Um, but for me, it's not, it's not about teaching math. It's about teaching students It's about teaching people. And so I'm all about teaching the person before teaching the subject um, and building that rapport with students. And and I've always said, this is my like 12th or 13th year, I don't know, of teaching in general, and I've always told my students, for me, teaching students doesn't end the year or the semester or the two years that I have them in class. Like I'm I'm always uh, an open book and, and, you know, if you ever need any help with, with anything when it comes to college or that kind of thing, like I am, all I am is an email, a text, a phone call away, and um, I'm always there.
0: That's really great. Thank you. Okay. Now, the last thing we have is Mr. Davis. You said you would like to read some of your favorite chats you have found. Do you have any of those you'd like to share?
1: Hear what Sophie said? No, nope, not at all. So, do you have some of those favorite chats that you found?
2: Oh, my word. Oh, yes. Like, I will, I'm just going to open up the file. It is going to make my computer freeze for a second, but it's totally going to be worth it.
1: You know, he's in that hotel lobby recording this because he's testing. So this is dedication from, from my man because usually it's myself that has the internet issues, but for once I get to see what it's like on the other side. So it's all good. It's all good. Take your time. I'm stalling on purpose so that way you can find these and it's not like all this dead time. So um yeah yeah i got a joke i can tell a joke you know it's not hump day joke day but i can tell a joke so uh you got 12 oh, apples yeah, in one you hand you got go. 13 oranges in the other hand what do you have well you got big hands
2: <laughs> that's that <is> terrible that <laughs> <laughs> joke that really
3: was something that's on the dad of jokes
2: <laughs> <laughs> too many fruits. I like that. Okay. <laughs> my theory is that I think these screenshots kind of give you a little view of what our class is like. And, and so I'm just going to, I guess, read them. Uh, I think one of my favorites uh, is actually one of our students said, Mr. B's connection is a joke, talking about his internet connection. And and uh, then there was probably a long pause. And then it says, it seems Mr. B is locked into the void for now. And Mr. B came back and said, no cap. <laughs> Do you want to talk about how you uh, how were? using slang in class to really uh, bring the lesson alive there for us, Mr. (laughs) Well, you know, my
1: thing is, is like, I literally, my niece, my niece is 14. I got a nephew who's 13. So I use them for like, what's the latest lingo? Because I don't want, I want to sound like I'm up with the times. Like, I'm 35, but I feel like I've been removed from like the cool hip lingo for like, like, spent like 20 years already. So I did some research one day, found out like, you know, busting straight busting uh what else we got we got bougie um all that wonderful stuff so you know it's it's just important to like be able to talk the talk
2: i think that's fair uh another and i'm gonna try to just paste this on the clipboard if that's even a thing but uh one of our students said in the chat quote, I feel like you tell us things not to say to your wife because you said something one time and got smacked. Do you want to maybe explain why the student might have thought that we would be telling the pigs not to tell our spouses? Well,
1: I didn't know this. I didn't know this all of a sudden turned into a relationship podcast <laughs> that we're trying to give relationship advice to our audience. But, I mean, you know, the, the secret to a good relationship is not to be perfect. It's to learn from your mistakes. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to trying to spread that knowledge to students so they don't make those same mistakes that I've made. And that way they don't have to go through what I've had to go through to learn my lessons. Because a relationship is just like school. It's always gonna take work. It's always gonna take work to get to the finish line. I don't know what the finish line of relationship though is. Is that like death? I hope that I mean that sounds like the the finish line in relationships. I don't even I don't even know about that, but anyways, it takes death. work. Well, dang, math! Your list—I mean, they're all so important. Um, for me, for me, actually, to be honest, completely honest, this is transparent. I'm, I teach algebra two. I've taught geometry. i have never taught this course, but to me, the number one, number one for sure would be consumer's math because every single person is going to be able to utilize consumer math and but no. all that stuff. Like credit, credit cards, how they're doing a the unit on credit cards. Like that, to me, is by far, by far the most important. Now, I'm a little bit jealous that I don't get to teach it, and I have never taught it. So, um, But I think by far, consumer's math is the most important. I'm, Algebra 2 is there because we have, to have, we have to teach it. All students have to have it. Do I agree with that? We'll just keep that. Just I'm not going to talk about it. But consumer's math, definitely tier 1.
3: Nice. All right. For our last question, Hannah has a special crazy question for you two. Hannah, you ready to go?
1: I don't know. Okay. I get to ask you the crazy people questions because no one else wants to. You guys ready? Yes, ma'am. You guys know the conspiracy theory that the moon landing is fake? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I do know a lot of conspiracy. I do know a lot of conspiracy theories. So, um, maybe the moon's not even real. Maybe it's not even there. Double down, be, double down, double down. Yeah, I mean I'm all about the crazy. So you just opened up a can here. I mean, yeah, it's not it might not even be real. I don't know. Give I've never a, been there. Give us a deep dive of all the conspiracy theories. Come on. Exactly. Well you know, that's what's funny about the flat earther comment that Mr. Davis just put in the room chat. I, I can I can go with this one too. At One time we had I had a conversation with a flat earther and he was talking about it and I said, Well, prove it. And then, you know, I was thinking for a while longer. I said, well, he'll come around sometime.
2: (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, I mean, I I think that uh, the moon landing was... Real-ish? I don't know. I guess it's the thing. It's, it's it's almost impossible to prove something is true, so it's it's difficult. But I mean, I'm gonna just go with my gut and say, hopefully. Hopefully,
1: okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Great answers. Great answers. Round of applause. <laughs>
3: Today in history, April 15th, in 1912, the Titanic sunk due to hitting an iceberg. Over 15,000 lives were lost at sea. Also on April 15th, 1955, Ray Kroc opened the first franchise McDonald's restaurant in De Plains, Illinois. On our last podcast of the school year, we will be interviewing Principal Peter Hoekstra. Please join us for that last episode. And then come back next year for further ISMI podcasts. Thank you.